0: good morning and welcome to week 11 of weekend updates so guys uh we are in for the home stretch um we're actually gonna trade we're gonna change it up a little bit this week but i want this to be a very big discussion okay i for the first time i'm actually gonna be switching up how we do this instead of giving you know in-depth analysis of every single game what we're gonna do is we're gonna give analysis on every single game but if it's not a big game, we're kind of just going to brush over it, okay? And you'll you'll notice that through these, but I want to know your opinion. Do you guys enjoy the super in-depth things? Then we're going to dig into it. We're going to make it worth it. But if you guys don't and you kind of want the brush over for different types of games, then you got to let me know so I can be better, okay? All right, let's dive right into it because we start off with your UW Huskies playing the University of Utah where UW prevailed 35-28. to 28. Now, UW got another win. And this is huge, because the game is against a very tough and physical opponent in Utah. Now, I do think UW has another huge game next week when they play Oregon State, as Oregon State is also physical. And if you may remember, Oregon State out-physicaled the very team that everyone calls the best team at that in Oregon State, right? So Oregon State was able to get stronger, essentially, (laughs) as the game went on against Utah. So I think it's going to be a huge test as to what UW really is, right? Can they compete? Can they make those crucial stops that they need to make when it counts? So UW's going to play Oregon State next week in a huge game. Utah's going to play Arizona State next week. Now, because we are going over this game in such depth, we have a player of the game, right? Player of the game, Dylan Johnson, 23 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown, also added two receptions for 28 yards. Next game, Wazoo versus Cal. Wazoo lost 39-42. to Now, did Cal win? Yes. Did Wazoo lose? Yes. Was it legitimate? No. Cal faked an injury on a crucial third down, but suddenly it's called back as the Cal player takes a knee two yards away from the sideline. Now, here's the thing. That kid was running off the field, but he wasn't going to get there in time. So what do you do? You take a knee. Now, within the rules, yes, but Shady, 100%. Remember how last year Kenny Pickett had a fake slide and they changed it really freaking quick? I think this is going to be a change in the rules. You can't let this happen. This is this is just not okay at any level of football. We're rewarding kids for mental mistakes and saying, ah, fake an injury, you'll be good. Oh, the hurry up offense is too fast. Fake a cramp, you'll be good. It's not true amazing football. It's It's not fun to watch. So I think a change is going to be coming quick. Now, Wazoo needs to win their last two games to get bowl eligibility because they've lost five straight. You have Colorado next week who's lost four straight. Could be a win. And then you got UW in the Apple Cup. And, yeah. So, who knows what's going to go on with that. Then we go down to Eastern Washington Eagles who played Montana State, and that was 14-57 to 57 in a losing effort. As I mentioned earlier, we're not going to go super in-depth over these games that are just absolute blowouts. Eastern Washington will play Northern Arizona next week, and Montana State will play the Grids next week. Central Football Eagles played Texas Permian Basin and lost fourteen to forty-two. Now Central lost a game that would have won them the Lone Star Conference, giving them an automatic bid into the playoffs. Now the fate's up to the NCA selection committee, taking place Sunday afternoon. Sadly, this was recorded before this took place, meaning you're going to need to check our Twitter. Always link in bio to go see how if they made the playoffs or not. I hope they do. Now you have your Pacific Lutheran Lutes, who played the Puget Sound Loggers and won 42-7. to The trophy game. How about this? The Loggers. There are Loggers on this team who have never touched the trophy. This is officially the end of the season for both teams, unless something crazy happens with selection committee. Your Whitworth Pirates played the Linfield Wildcats and won 28-24, wow, this was the game of the week. And I'm happy to say the fact that I called the upset. It wasn't an easy game for Whitworth, not at all. In fact, they were down 24 to 14 entering the fourth quarter, but they handled it with poise. The Pirates orchestrated a 13-play, 87-yard touchdown drive that ended with a touchdown with just under 10 minutes to play. Linfield had a chance to put the game away and answered by going on an 11-play, 50-yard drive, chewing up four minutes and 33 seconds clock. But the Pirates stiffened up, and forced a field goal by Linfield, which went wide right. Now, down by three with only five minutes and 18 seconds left to play on the clock, Whitworth drove down the field, all 75 yards in about four minutes and 30 seconds. The drive wasn't as smooth as butter because the Pirates had to convert two third downs and a fourth and four. Now, the Pirates finally scored with 29 seconds left on the clock. From there, the defense stiffened up and made the game-winning tackle. The win snapped a 33-conference game winning streak for Linfield, and also evens up the Linfield-Whitworth series, which is now 4-17 to 4-17 and 18 for the first time since 1928. We don't know what the playoffs will look like, but because Whitworth won the conference, they will get a playoff spot. Potentially Linfield could make it as well, but no guarantees. Again, check our Twitter to see who made it. Over to Oregon. Your Oregon Ducks played USC and won 27 Another win by Oregon? Yes. Are we shocked? No. Oregon will play Arizona State next week. The Oregon State Beavers played Stanford and won 62-17. Domination. And now Oregon State plays a huge game against UW next week. Oregon State is not out of the playoff picture, people. They are alive and well. Portland State Vikings played the Montana Grizzlies and lost 10-34. to The Grizzlies took care of business, and now they can get laser-focused on their bitter rival, the Bobcats of Montana State. All right, Western Oregon Wolves played Angelo State and lost 13-31. to 31. It's a tough loss to end the year, and Western Oregon is officially done for the season. George Fox Bruins played Pacific Boxers and won 45-42. to 42. George Fox won a competitive game and won three of their last four. Hopefully they can build on that to continue an amazing year next year. Season is over for both teams. Lewis and Clark Pioneers over William at Bearcats. They won 6-13. The Wagon Wheel stays in Portland for another year. The season is now officially over for both teams. Eastern Oregon Mountaineers played Montana Western and lost 12-36. I guess now's the time to break the news. Montana Western has officially won the Frontier Conference because College of Idaho was upset by Southern Oregon. Congrats to Montana Western. Now, your Southern Oregon Raiders beat College of Idaho Yotes, right? 31-16, to an upset win for sure. The Oats season is now officially up to the NAIA Selection Committee. Please check our Twitter again to see if the playoffs are made for the College of Idaho. Now, you have Idaho playing the Boise State Broncos. Sorry, over to the state of Idaho, where your Boise State Broncos played New Mexico and won 42-14. A dominating victory. Boise State will play Utah State next week. Now, your Idaho Vandals played Weber State and lost 29 to 31. Now we need to talk about this one. Idaho lost Weber State. The game itself was just Idaho not executing, but more importantly, what this does is Idaho had the tiebreaker for first place in the Big Sky, but this loss means that the Brawl in the Wild is deciding who wins the Big Sky and gets the automatic bid. So now it's up to the committee to select idaho to make the playoffs if they make it this is this is huge this, this affects idaho season in numerous ways now you have to hope they give idaho and and even if idaho makes it they're probably on the road which i, I mean idaho's played in the roll road against fbs teams and won already this year but it's still concerning right who knows what's going to happen that's going to be a big 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 week Idaho will play Idaho State next week in a rivalry game, and Weber State will play Cal Poly next week. Over to the Idaho State Bengals, played UC Davis and lost 14-21. It's another tough loss for Idaho State. But at least at this point, what we do is we watch and see if Idaho State can play spoiler to Idaho and crush any hopes of the of the FCS playoffs for Idaho, the Vandals. Over to Montana, where your Carol Fighting Saints played Montana Tech and lost 17 and 23. Now. I want to go a little in depth on Carroll this year. So, the loss to College of Idaho was shocking, and at that point, the tiebreaker on the front in the Frontier Conference went to the Oats. But going into the game against Montana Western, you knew a second loss would be really hard to get into the playoffs with. Now they lost that game, but you know, you knew okay, they lost to two teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs, two teams that probably are going to end the year with one, maybe two losses. So maybe they'll have to take some pity, and the NII officials' selection committee will go, yeah, we'll give them the playoffs. And and you thought they'd be the last team in, but there there was a glimmer of hope. But you had to take care of business against a really good Montana Tech team, but you didn't. You lost. And so now you've lost three games. And to be honest, I don't think the selection committee can let that happen when there's going to be teams from other conferences that are one-loss teams that they're going to let in. So I think the season is over for Carroll, which is unfortunate, but check our Twitter. We will stay updated and let you guys know if they made it right. MSU Northern Lights played the Rocky Mountain Battle and Bears and lost 6-54. It's another tough loss for a really tough year that included only one win for the Northern Lights. The season is most likely their seasons for the Rocky Mountain Bears and the MSU Northern Lights is most likely over. Over to Wyoming. Your Cowboys played UNLV and lost 14-34. to Well, another loss, but Wyoming is already bowl eligible, so it's not that bad of a year. Wyoming will play Hawaii next week where they should have another win. Utah BYU Cougars played Iowa State and lost 13 to 45. It's a tough loss for BYU, but they still have two games left to get bowl eligibility, and they only need one, they only need to win one more game. It's going to be tough as next week they play Oklahoma and then the week after they play Oklahoma State, but it is possible. Now the Utah State Aggies played Nevada and they won 41 to 24. Utah State is in the realm is in the same realm. They need one more win for bowl eligibility, and they play two more tough games. They have Boys State next week and New Mexico the week after. Potentially sniffing bowl eligibility, which is huge. Your Utah Tech Trailblazers played Austin, PA, and won 30 to 17. Uh, excuse me, lost 17 to 30. A tough loss, but a nice interstate rivalry next week for the battle, now called the Battle of the Axe versus Southern Utah. Southern Utah Thunderbirds beat Stephen F. Austin 45 to 17. A really nice win, but the Battle of the Axe awaits next week. So, we have your game of the week for next week, okay? Montana versus Montana State. Montana State. I mean, come on. We have the brawl in the wild game, deciding the big sky. This is awesome, and it's how it should be. As recent history would indicate, Montana State most likely wins this game, given that they have only lost one game since 2016. The key to the game, physicality. But I want to break down these teams, okay? Montana State, they like to run the ball. And their offense, when it's at its best, is running through Sean Chambers. He can pass and he can run, and he does both really well and at an extremely high l- level with great volume. On defense, they want to get you in obvious pass rush pass situations, and when they do, they let those pass rushers pin their ears back and get after it. And boy, do they get home! MSU currently leads the Big Sky in total sacks with 33. Individually, the team's led by Brody Giebe, who has 7.5 sacks this year. Now let's look at Montana. They are a team that leans on the run, and really, it's out of necessity. For them, they need to get Eli Gilman going really early in this game, because if they can beat Montana State at the point of attack, you can limit the pass rush, and you can start to wear down the cats, which is what they need. As 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 far as pass rush, the Grizz aren't bad. They are third in the big sky in team sacks, but... I think defensively, this game comes down to Braxton Hill, who leads the team with 83 total tackles and two interceptions. If he is on, then that whole defense is on. I I really don't want to give a prediction because I don't don't think you can get an accurate depiction of how this game is going to go until after the first quarter. But as a Grizzly fan, I say, ah, Grizz win, no sweat. But as an unbiased reporter... I just think Montana State has a dynamic playmaker in this game, in Sean Chambers, who is going to make a play somewhere, somehow, and he will do it. Barring any unforeseen injury, which I truly hope does not happen. However, I think Montana wants revenge for the embarrassment they faced last year. And I know Coach Bobby Hawk wants to get a win and get a natty with the Grizz. This game comes down to willpower. It decides who gets the playoffs and decides most likely who's going to have home field advantage for a good chunk of it. I think Montana beats the Wildcats 27 20. Lock it in, Grizz win. Now, your player of the week, Montana Western wide receiver, Eli Norse. Okay. It's about time this kid gets some respect and just recognition. Okay. You know who leads Frontier in uh, receptions this year? Eli Norse with 83. You know who leads the conference in yards? Eli Norse with over 1,000. You know who leads the Frontier Conference in receiving touchdowns? It's Eli Norse with 11. Yeah, the kid's been unstoppable this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing at a higher level next year. Now, for Montana Western's sake, I know they're hoping he stays, but the dude is a stud and has balled the frick out. I am so excited to see where everything goes with him. And it's going to be an amazing time watching him play wherever he plays and when he plays next week to hopefully help Montana Western win a national championship. Again, guys, we changed it up a little bit today. We were a little more efficient, I think, in terms of time and just getting a really good update in. But it's your your guys' decision. If you want longer in-depth over every game, that's how we're going to do it. If you want short and sweet, that's how we're going to do it as well. Again, my name's Jay. I hope you guys have a great time, and I look forward to speaking to you and hearing you guys' feedback. Have a great day, guys. Bye.